Hi, I'm Jenna Thompson, and you're listening to Overdosed, a Nebraska News Service podcast. Fair warning, this episode contains descriptions of illegal activity that may be disturbing to some. Take care when listening. Imagine a world where everything you do is anonymous. The black market is flourishing, and if done correctly, illegal transactions leave no trace. Criminals from all corners of the world come together to operate multi-million dollar empires selling sex, drugs, people, and anything else their unfiltered minds can think of. If vendors suspect someone is onto them, they can pick up everything and disappear in an instant, like they were never there. It's a frightening idea, but what if I told you this place exists? And not only does it exist, but it's changed the drug trade forever. Welcome to the dark web. The dark web is the 21st century's take on illegal trafficking of all kinds. Criminals are peddling weapons, child pornography, and human organs under the cover of carefully designed software. And because of its anonymity and lucrative nature, Drug cartels are also utilizing the secret corner of the internet to peddle their products. This covert digital market has made it easier than ever for users to get digitally connected to their darkest habits. It's also made catching criminals even more difficult for law enforcement. To learn more about how drugs are trafficked through the internet, I visited the Drug Enforcement Agency office in Omaha to talk to the officers there about how the dark web has affected Nebraskans. Group Supervisor Sean Quigley with the DEA explained what makes catching dark web drugs so difficult. So there's really no trail on the dark web. So when you go on and you make a purchase, there's nobody that's tracking that, there's nobody controlling that. You would actually have to find out where whoever's controlling the marketplace and go after them, but that person could be anywhere in the world. Um, and unless you have clues, and they have been able to take down some of these marketplaces, but it's usually done through the, the real world. So mm-hmm. they'll be tracking, you'll have to look for different websites that maybe somebody would go to on the clear web, that they're also going into the dark web, or you find out that money has been funneled into accounts that came from the dark web, and then the timing of those um, transfers of money coincide with money that went on the dark web we can't go into the dark web and watch what's going on right. so a lot of times it's the way we get it the way we get people that are distributing on the dark web it's usually through packages being received there's an informant that tells us exactly how it's being done mm-hmm. and how to look for it we can't just watch the web and say oh there's a drug transaction let's see if we can follow it like we would on the street where we mm-hmm. go to a street corner and hopefully watch something going on and then figure it out from there yeah yeah but clear sure. web he mentioned lies on the surface of the web. It's what pops up when we Google things, and it's where our social media profiles live. Everything we do and buy on the clear web can be traced, he said. The browser catalogs everything, and the server can see your IP address, which contains your location. Underneath the clear web is another layer of the internet called the deep web. These sites are unindexed and password protected and they would never pop up on a Google search. Your private email and banking information live on the deep web. The information on these pages is protected by encryptions, 
so only those who have passwords are able to get in. But the deepest part of the web is the dark web, hiding the world's most heinous activity under our noses. The dark web is similar to the deep web in that it's encrypted, but users still have to take a few extra precautions. To access the dark web, Quickly said users need to use a special browser like Tor, which will hide their IP address and make it impossible for any user's location to be tracked. This means Tor or anyone else who logs on has no information about who is using the dark web. You also need an exact web address of the site you're trying to access. So users would have had to have heard about the site from someone who'd been there. But there's one more hoop Quigley said you have to jump through. People who buy drugs online need to use cryptocurrency, an alternate form of online currency that is not tracked or regulated by any government agency. So law enforcement is unable to trace purchases. Cryptocurrency is huge. Um, everything on the dark web is bought and sold with cryptocurrency. There's no, there's no hard money going on the, the the dark web. You could use a credit card, but if you use a credit card in the dark web, all your information is going to be stolen. So unless you're very new to the dark web, you're not going to use a credit card. And almost all of these marketplaces will specify which cryptocurrency they want you to use, whether it's Bitcoin or Monero or one of the other cryptocurrencies. So mm -hmm. that's where all the money goes through. We, we do have the ability to look at some of the cryptocurrency. However, as of right now, they are not covered by the same banking laws that any bank account would. Um, Coinbase is one of the places that does uh, work um, under the same laws that the banks do, where they have to know your customer, they have to follow the trails, they have to notify law enforcement when they see criminal activity being done. Other cryptocurrencies and markets that aren't based in the United States, we have no way to trace that or know anything about that. Mm -hmm. Quickly didn't want to give away too many of his strategies for catching these vendors so as not to compromise his investigations. But he did tell me that there are ways people using the dark web can slip up. Law enforcement has to be ready to catch them when they do. Americans are buying drugs from dealers all around the world on the dark net, Quigley said, but it almost always begins overseas. American vendors can buy the products wholesale and sell them for smaller quantities to their customers, who are usually other Americans. After they buy, the drugs are shipped through FedEx or the U.S. Postal Service, just as if they were a new pair of shoes. Quigley said the DEA is seizing more drugs bought online than ever before, but he couldn't give me any statistics about this because he said his office has only shifted its focus toward dark web transactions within the last couple of years. According to its website, the FBI seized $31.6 million worth of dark web transactions and 515 pounds of drugs in 2021. That same year, they made 65 arrests in connection with dark web activity. But if we know anything about the dark web, it's that it's hard to know just how deep the rabbit hole goes. People are buying drugs without going on the dark web too. Quigley said social media, like Snapchat, Twitter, Tinder, and Instagram, plays a major role in drug trafficking, especially with kids. To be successful on these platforms, 
quickly said you need to speak in codes so as not to raise suspicion with law enforcement. Here's Quigley and public information's officer, Emily Murray. Certain codes, and it depends on what region you're at, what area you're at, what, what the lingo is. Yeah. So I could give you some that, you know, that we've seen in other places that, you know, what would be referred to. Like, I've heard people refer to tacos being ounces. And, you know, so I'm selling tacos. How many do you want? So three is three ounces and that type of thing. Um, depending, food is a common, common um, code that they use. So there might be different food choices for different types of drugs. So instead of taco, it could be, you know, an empanada or something along those lines. Or um, sometimes people use codes for names mm -hmm. or, you know, they'll, they'll try to make it sound like a social conversation. You know, I, I went out with David last night and David is actually code for, you know, I used cocaine or heroin or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really hard for me to tell you one code because it's very specific to the group that, that's dealing, that you're dealing with. Yeah. The other thing I'll throw in real quick too is we, with um, DEA, I think we talked about it last time, we kicked off the One Pill Can Kill campaign a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that came out of that, and I can send this to you too, but it's the emoji decoded. Yeah. Um, DEA nationally has put out there, and in our division we're sending it to a lot of school superintendents, right. administrators to kind of make them aware and try and push it out to parents as well so they can kind of see. But it's it's like Sean's saying, I mean, certain certain emojis mean certain things so mm -hmm. you know meth could be the um four-leaf clover or and then right. you, you put them together so you've got a truck and a four-leaf clover and a smiley face or the smiley face with disease it looks like he's sleeping and like these different things together yeah it's almost like a different language and that the people that are doing the business buying and selling they know exactly what it is it yeah. is kind of like their own little secret code um, but we've seen enough of it, enough commonality across the nation that we were able to put that out. So people, hopefully parents that are kind of watching after their children or looking into phones and things like that, that they can kind of be aware of what's out there and the common themes that we've seen. Yeah, the DEA's Emoji Decoder Guide, which can be found on their website, shows widely accepted emoji codes for the major drugs. But there are regional deviations with codes. Quigley said online and social media drug trafficking targets a younger, more tech-savvy generation of users. And parents should be extremely wary if their kids are messaging strangers in nonsensical codes or using the Tor network. I also spoke with Jennifer Bender, who is a peer mentor with Touchstone, a short-term treatment facility in Lincoln for those struggling with addiction. Bender was an addict for 33 years and has been sober for six years. She said she works with addicts of all ages, and she sees a vulnerability in 20-somethings all the way down to preteens because of drugs accessibility on the internet. There was one particular social media platform that kept coming up in my conversations. Have you personally um, seen drugs being sold online? I I have seen it. I have seen it with my own two eyes, but I have not engaged in that. Um, I I know other people that have though. Right. Do you? Yeah. One thing that I'm hearing is Snapchat is kind of a popular medium. That's what I've been told as well. 
Right. Um, and not only is it a popular one, I think that you can almost just about get anything that you want off of there, and that's also very alarming and scary. It was never like that when I was growing up, right? Like, it, it was already hard for me, but in the, the, this day and age where you can almost put in an order on a social media platform and have it delivered to your house, that's frightening and especially if you don't know what you're really getting the the thing that really scares me jenna is that street drugs now can be laced with fentanyl um once again just this past weekend i read an article uh, yeah i read an article about a group of six adults that were using what they believe to be cocaine up in commerce city denver Five of them dropped dead, and the one that didn't do the cocaine woke up to find all of her friends dead. This just happened this past weekend, Mm -hmm. and the cocaine was laced with fentanyl. So this is what really scares me right now is drugs are being laced with fentanyl, and it's very deadly. Um, When it comes to ages and youth using, it's it's alarming as well, right? yeah, and it's so accessible. If we're talking about platforms like Snapchat making drugs available and it, they can deliver them right to your door, how scary is that? Snapchat has garnered an especially notorious reputation for being a hotbed of drug traffic, with news outlets like The Independent in the UK reporting that one in five 13 to 14 year olds have seen drugs advertised online. After hearing stories of kids overdosing from the pills they'd bought on Snapchat, the company issued a statement in October 2021 promising to crack down on illegal activity on their platform. It instituted an in-app program called Heads Up, which educates users on the dangers of taking illegal substances if they search for drug-related keywords. Snapchat also claims it has improved its detection of drug dealers on its site by 260% in 2021. Despite those efforts, headlines are still littered with stories this past year of kids who have overdosed after looking for pills on Snapchat. Instagram has also fallen under criticism by some. Sites like the Washington Post and Insider Report for having an algorithm that pushes illegal substances. Researchers at social media watchdog group Tech Transparency Project claim that Instagram's software recommends illicit drugs to a young audience. Instagram spokespeople responded to these claims in a CNN article by saying they are proactive in their efforts against the sale of illicit drugs on their site. Instagram claims to regularly remove drug-related content and block hashtags that advertise drugs. The internet is, by some accounts, a wonderful place to get connected instantaneously with all walks of life. It's an opportunity to share our most meaningful and difficult moments, however that looks for us. But for the select few, it's a place to breed and share dangerous activities. It's a place to try new things, things you might later regret. One of the main premises of the internet rings true. 
even in its most secret corners. There's something out there for everyone.